You know, so many times when we have scars and things that has happened to us, again, these stories change in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, whether these stories are true or not, you know, he's putting a fear that was put upon him on how he got that. No one really knows, especially in this scene or this universe of the Joker, the Batman, you know, but he, he you can see it in that, that actor's face or at least that character. But I'm looking at it as if this was real and he's just you can see the fear in his face. Mm-hmm. It's not so much he's scared of. Yes, the Joker's makeup and who he is as a person is scary. The makeup, uh, like, you know, and everything about him. But when you see those scars, they just add another element to him. And sometimes we wear those scars. Mm. You know, sometimes, you know, we pass on our scars. I've talked about this before a while back. You know, we're all scarred. You know, being scarred. You scarred, I'm scarred. You know, sometimes we don't know that these scars carry over, especially as you get older and you have a family, you have kids, you have sons, you have daughters, you know, and then you try to put those scars on someone else. Hey, what's up, everybody? Happy Friday. I hope you guys had a great week. Man, I had a great week, a busy week. Ah, man, just, yeah. Like you, like me, like many of you guys, man, we've had a busy week. Just to kind of give give you guys an update, last week's podcast, man, shout out to you guys. The love, the support, the stories, man, that I've, the testimonies really I've been getting, you know, because of the story, because of the reconciliation with Pastor Marty, Sister Mona. Yes, surprised a lot of you guys that at least know me, the background, the story behind the glory but shout out to you guys um i did lose some friends did i got really? i got i got blocked by quite a few people because they you know the beef i guess but um but you know what it's expected you know i'm moving forward in life you know if people aren't moving forward with me you know however what their forward looks like maybe my right you know or them turning left or them turning left you know my my forward might be them turning left or right but again I'm moving forward in life. You know, I definitely want to reconcile a lot of relationships that have um, that I've been burned, that I may have possibly burned people. You know, that's very rare. You know, but last week's podcast was very special to me. I was talking about it. So shout out to everybody that's been watching that, liking it, supporting it, sharing it. Um, shout out to you, Pastor Marty, Sister Mona. I'm so glad, Sister Mona, you're still here. You know, Pastor Marty, you're um, your example in faith. You know, through the hardest times, man, not many people can just say, you know what, God, you gave me great 30 years, but if you take her, hey, I had great 30 years, but if you keep her, you know, we would love to keep her because there's one more person she's got to reach, you know, so it's kind of a good challenge for God, you know, it's like, all right, she's going to kill her, bring her back to life, she better, (laughs) you know, and she has, that's who Sister Mona is. So go check out that podcast the week before we had SCI Fitness on, and man, so many more, season four is is uh i feel like one of my busiest seasons and so i want to say that um again thank you guys for your love and support while we're getting into this i want to give a big shout out wifey here what's up lorita hey how you doing doing good all right let me ask you this real quick laura before we get into the show because we have a special announcement right now after this but what did you think about last week's podcast sister mona pastor marty you know three hours that's our longest podcast season four so far yeah um I mean, I th- we kind of knew the, a little bit of her story when it was happening, but we didn't know the whole story. So yeah, um, 
it was great sitting down with them and just them being able to express themselves and what they were going through. Because I mean, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, especially the season, the year that's gone by. We've had a lot of deaths around, and yeah, you know, going through how to co- um, how to how to co-op, uh, co-op. <laughs> what the sorry how to cope with that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Okay, but anyways, to get through that, you know, it's great. Ladies and gentlemen, my wife's going to teach you how to quap. You know, she's going to teach you how to use that quap with your wop. Yeah, you got to know how to use your quap. <laughs> with the wop. <laughs> yeah, you are going to hell. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, go ahead, cope. Go ahead. Get, all right, let's get back to Jesus. Yeah, it was just, it was a great time. Yeah. I mean, we were so tired because we had such a heavy, uh, busy week, but That's it was a, well worth it. A cooperative week. Especially like hearing the testimonies and with people, you know, that's what we want to do. Yeah, that's who we are. Mm-hmm. Again, we're not trying to be cool. Laura, you're not cool. I'm not cool. No. <laughs> but, no, yeah, you're right. It's a good story. Great testimony. Had a lot of feedback, phone calls, uh, DMs especially. Um, so, shout again, shout out to Pastor Marty, Sister Mona. I love you guys. Mm-hmm. Happy to be you guys are our pastors again. You know, we're moving forward. Yeah. That's it. But today, episode nine? Nine? I think so. This is nine. Yeah, nine. Episode nine. We had a podcast for today, but... Again, super excited for that. We're going to reshoot it. Guys, stay tuned for that. It's a local business owner, man. Something very trendy on TikTok. Something very trendy social media. That's in your backyard. I mean, you see all this cool stuff, the cool food, the cool whatever. It's like, oh, how come Fresno Clovis doesn't have that? Well, you do now. And we're going to reintroduce you guys to these awesome business folk here in town. Um, But yes, today... (laughs) We have a new, I have, an, I have an announcement. We have a new co-host. Y'all been hearing about here. Here she is. <laughs> What's up, Lily? Hi. <laughs> How do you feel about me making you be the co-host now? <laughs> I feel good. You feel good? Feel good. And you're running camera at the same time, so you don't have to touch a camera because we're on our three shot. As you see yourself. I can keep it steady. Yeah, see, she's working already. <laughs> now, let me ask you, Lily, because you've been working with the podcast I would say say season two or three, three when, or two when we started doing all this three shot more cameras. You know, what has been your overall thought and experience on being the camera operator now and editing with me working? Because I talk about you all the time. Maybe give everybody an introduction of yourself and what your thoughts on working with your coolest dad ever. Well, <laughs> it's a journey, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like working with cameras and editing and doing this. It's just the best. It is, huh? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Now, the, what kind of journey? Is it a good journey, bad journey, annoying mm-hmm. journey? I would just say a growing journey. <laughs> <laughs> growing life, like growing. growing pains, huh? Yeah. You know, like in Upgrading. life, we grow. What was that? Upgrading. Yeah. You're, all the time. You, ooh, I like that. Upgrading. Upgrading. And I feel like this, today's podcast, because we're going to do another live reaction um, and Lily is, this is very special to Lily too, because this reaction has been on my heart. But before we get into that, um, again, man, welcome to the team, Lillian. You know, I mean, I talk about you all the time. 
Um, but I definitely want to keep these live reactions going. I have a lot of cool ideas. This one, again, this one's kind of been on my heart. Um, let's go to that two shot real quick with me and uh, what we're going to talk about. And here it is. Boom. We're, uh, man, we're going to do a live reaction to the best scenes of Joker in the Dark Knight, man. Shout out, mm -hmm. um, you know, rest in peace, Heath Ledger. Mm -hmm. I, I believe, I believe, four shot. I believe uh, that Heath Ledger is the best Joker mm -hmm. ever. What do you think, ever. Lily? Seriously, ever. Ever. Like, he just captured Joker entirely and brought him to life from mm -hmm. the comics, in the comics, into reality. Now, what are your thoughts on? You know Heath Ledger, kind of like behind the scenes. Maybe a lot of a lot of nerds know this stuff. <laughs> so I'm a nerd. <laughs> I'm a nerd too, but yeah. you know a lot more than me about what he went through on this mm -hmm. role. What did he have to go through? Maybe tell the audience and people who aren't too privy, you know, to behind the scenes or the stories, only from well, what they've seen. I know that during this whole shooting, he moved to a, a motel. And, only, mm -hmm. and usually got only two hours of sleep and didn't drink water, mm. which is why he always licked his lips. And he, I believe he wrote in a journal through the process. Really? Yes. And what else have you, because I know he did, I mean, because there's these things called method acting. They really mm -hmm. immerse themselves in the character, mm -hmm. you know, to really sell the role, because that's a big character to play. Yeah. You know, it's like then you had Jack Nicholson. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Played the Joker when, um, what's his face? Michael Keaton was Batman. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like Jack Nicholson is one of the staple Jokers. Yeah. Um, didn't he have all the old, older school, comic-y, cartoony, mm -hmm. you know, Jokers? But I feel like original Batman and this one, I'm not a fan of Jared Leto's Joker. You know, I'm not really, it's just, it just seemed too mobster, too... Too bougie, but yeah. we're not just gonna react to his scenes, you know. Like, oh yeah, this is. But I feel like there's a deeper meaning, and I don't want to just try to get too deep, too super spiritual, you know. But when I watch these movies, I always try to look for the hidden meaning, or what 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 can I glean from, you know, how I can learn from these type of movies, you know, and just kind of like the story behind it, only because. All these movies are a true representation of, of life, mm -hmm. you know, situations, mental health issues that a lot of people deal with. Look what happened to Heath Ledger, the mental health, mental health he went through after the fact, yeah. you know. So this stuff's real. You know, yeah, it's cool. You know, he puts on a character and he's just pretending to be somebody, you know, but spiritually or emotionally. And yes, in our lives, again, spiritually, you know, we're impacted by this, especially, about, yeah. especially when you look at the spiritual part of it and what people put on us. And then you see you know, the characters he played before, you know, he was super young. And then for him to go so dark yeah. in this character. What's I the mean, Night? What's that one the movie? The Night's Tale. Night's Tale. That's one of my favorite yeah, movies. Yeah, that was a good. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I don't know if he has a huge list of movies. He does. It's just, I think he just started popping off when I started seeing the Night's Tale. He's young. Yeah, and what the ten things I hate about you? I think that's he was the first in a, movie I saw him in. Yeah. yeah, you know, and a bunch of other ones again, but I think these ones just stand out to me, you know. But again, when you think about the real issue behind the scenes, yeah, you know why he had to go this dark, mm -hmm. you know, because he had to immerse himself in that darkness. 
he had to uproot some issues. I know they said he was dealing with even as a kid. You know, everyone went deep. Yeah. <clears throat> and here we are umpteen years later, you know, and now I we watched this movie the other night and yeah. then we watched it with Lily like a month ago. And we, we continue to watch these, man, because really, it, one of our favorite movies, one of the movies I feel like, Christian Bale, one of my favorite Batmans. Mm -hmm. Ben Affleck is one of my favorite Batmans. Uh, that Patton Robertson, what is his name? Robertson or whatever? Yeah, Pattinson. Patton, yeah, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. He was okay. He seems like a little petite Batman. Petite. You know, I, I thought he, I could not... When I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, that's weird. I don't know. Can you All I can that see off? is that little starlight tart. What do you call But I thought he did a good job. That in little the vampire sissy. Twilight. Twilight. Toy Story. Yeah, Doug. You see, I don't know. Twilight. Just <laughs> Toy Story. Starlight. <laughs> Toy <laughs> Story. No, I thought he did a good job if it was a younger Batman. Right? Talking to that mic. I'm talking. There it is. There, yeah, I see that. As if it was a younger. Or what's, it, what's his name? Affleck? Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck. I like old Batman. Right. Ben Affleck was mm -hmm. the old Batman. And, you know, so, again, when you immerse yourself into these characters, or these guys, cause I, I don't know about that, man. I I did little skits, little human videos. You know, it's I, I can, I can to my most amateurs of amateurs, I can mess around and put on the scene. But the way these guys do it, man, they're professionals. You know, yeah. one of my favorite actors of all time, too, is um, John Bernthal. Yeah. You know, um, Shia LaBeouf, you know, before he went crazy or just as always is or was, <clears throat> you know, he immerses himself, but they go into these dark parts of their lives, you know, and then I feel like this movie really depicts that, you know, and then I feel like this scene, because again, you know, everyone knows the movie, so I don't need to explain the movie, you know, yeah. when we get into this. Those are those are listening and watching, you know, apologies, you know, the whole build up to it. Yeah, but I'm going to give my thoughts on how he tried to make people like him. He gave people decisions. Not only that, but there were only there were there, there were decisions that you lose either way because this character, the guy that brings the anarchy, the chaos, you know, he wants to bring people to his level, to mm -hmm. who he is. You know, whether you want to get super deep or he hates himself or I don't know, you know, but what I hear and what I see all the time is that he always says, one of the first things he always says is that, you want to know how I got these cars? You know, I'm not going to try to talk like him. I'll probably sound like a nerd, but, or not even that. But let's listen to this. Yeah, here's the part. Now, I'm going to go over the parts where he's talking to people and he's putting that on that person, that fear. You know, my scars, look at me, you see my scars, you know. Look at these scars. My father was a drinker and a fiend. And one night, he goes off crazier than usual. Mommy gets the kitchen knife to defend herself. He doesn't like that. Not one bit. So. Me watching, he takes the knife to her, laughing while he does it. Man. He turns to me, and he says, Why so serious? He comes at me with the knife. Why so serious? He sticks the blade in my mouth. Mm. 
Let's put a smile on that face. I mean, that, I get all goosies, <laughs> you know? I love the soundtrack, you know? I love, I think that's Hans Zimmer, uh, I think. You know, I'm not that nerd like you guys, but when I hear like, you know, I know how I got these scars. Mm -hmm. You know, so many times when we have scars and things that has happened to us, again, these stories change in the movie. Mm -hmm. You know, whether these stories are true or not, you know, he's putting a fear that was put upon him on how he got that. No one really knows, especially in this scene or this universe of the Joker, the Batman, you know, but he, he, you can see it in that, that actor's face, or at least that character, but I'm looking at it as if this was real. And he's just, you can see the fear in his face. Mm -hmm. It's not so much he's scared of, the, yes, the Joker's makeup and who he is as a person is scary. The makeup, uh, like, you know, and everything about him. But when you see those scars, they just add another element to him. And sometimes we wear those scars. Mm. You know, sometimes, you know, we pass on our scars. I've talked about this before a while back. You know, we're all scarred, you know, being scarred. You scarred, I'm scarred. You know, sometimes we don't know that these scars carry over, especially as you get older and you have a family, you have kids, you have sons, you have daughters, you know, and then you try to put those scars on someone else, you know. And again, this is going to be very basic or that, topic. They put um, that fear. The fear, you know, because maybe, again, that's what his character experienced when the little Joker was... Mm -hmm. A young, you know, you know, innocent young boy, you know, and so that led him to be this person, you know, or that character or that villain, at least in the DC universe and stuff. And I feel like we as adults, we as people do that, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we let our scars, they define us, you know, and that and Joker's you can see it's not that he's proud of it. I think he accepted his scars and now he's like, now I'm gonna make everybody accept my scars. Mm -hmm. You know, again, I'm not trying to get super deep. I'm no psychiatrist. You know, I don't know how to read the ink blot test. You know, I don't know crazy terms or books to reference to, but I just go based off how it makes me feel, what I think, mm -hmm. my opinion, you know. And you guys listening and watching to this, man, you guys watch this movie and just put yourself in that position and how, how you make people feel mm -hmm. or how somebody made you feel growing up. You know, a certain memory, someone like, you know, I don't know, you know, and I think these scenes depict, you know, really, I believe, man, the 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 devil, mm -hmm. you know, and his, you know, his way is fear, you know, and fear and chaos. And he wants to kill, steal and destroy. And he wants to make sure everybody is losing because he's losing. You know, I like this. What, or what do you think, Laura or Lily? Mm -hmm. What do I think? Mm -hmm. I think, obviously, there's movies and there's messages. I mean, mm. we could use anything as a message, but this is, um, it's kind of easier to see if you do put it based on, like, evil. I mean, this is, the, this is how the devil does work. You know, he, he pries on your fears, and he'll use his fears put on you. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, in... I mean that's what that's going on all the time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I mean Heath Ledger really pulled that out. I mean, again, I'm not going to hate on his acting, man. I, I genuinely wish he was alive. Yeah, you know. But let's get into this. I like this scene a lot. Evening, this, Lily, this scene was ad lib, right? Or was it? It wasn't. 
method. It was just all. I believe so because her face looked like she didn't know what was going on. <laughs> did what did you hear about that? Because I remember you talking to me about it. Because there was just because he's actually in front. I remember hearing him saying this on the TikTok video that he's like there's a room full of people, mm -hmm. and they were watching him, and he just turned the switch on. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. and he also had to develop uh, psychotic tendencies mm -hmm. to be able to pull this role off because Joker himself is um, not sane. Yeah, he's like, he's very selfish and he doesn't want to. He just does what he wants, and if he wants chaos, he's gonna do it. Mm -hmm. So he he's Ledger. He had to develop that to, to be able to pull that off. You sound so cute. <laughs> Good little My boys. first time. Your first podcast. My first one. So let's get in. I like this scene a lot. We are tonight's entertainment. I only have one question. Where is Harvey Dent? <laughs> he didn't even drink anything. You know who he is? It's simple. We uh, kill the Batman. <laughs> if it's so I like that scene. Let me just get past this. If you're good at something, never do it for free. That's, that's a good one right there. Yeah. <laughs> this scene really... Well, hello, beautiful. You must be Harvey Squeeze. Hmm? And you are beautiful. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? Come here. Hey. Look at me. So I had a wife. She looked beautiful. Like you. Who tells me I worry too much? Who tells me I ought to smile more? Who gambles and gets in deep with the sharks? One day they carve her face. We have no money for surgeries. She can't take it. I just want to see her smile again. Hmm? I just want her to know that I don't care about the scars. So, I stick a razor in my mouth and do this to myself. And you know what? She can't stand the sight of me. She leaves. Now I see the funny side. Now I'm always smiling. <clears throat> I don't know, man. That dude's crazy. <laughs> Every time I watch that, I because again, the music makes everything. It's very cinematic the, and just the drama of it, man. But it's so serious because again, you don't know that story. You know, I, again, I can't speak to that criminal mind because obviously I'm not. I've never been a criminal. Mm -hmm. We've seen stories. We've watched. Netflix documentaries we've seen I've covered news stories and I used to work in news you know but I don't fully know that mentality I've had experiences with family members especially my native side you know and their scars I mean you see them wearing their scars not physically but spiritually mentally mm -hmm. emotionally you know and you don't and you can tell when someone's hurt you hear that saying hurt people only know how to hurt people yeah <clears throat> you know and when when you think about that from that perspective 
you know, all he knows, everything. I feel like in this movie, the way he was raised again, I'm not trying to get super deep, mm -hmm. but in life, man, to make it relevant, man, that's how he was treated, you know? And so the fear in that, that uh, Rachel's eyes was the fear that probably was once in his eyes. Yeah, he probably, he, well, because he changes the story every time, right? Yeah. So he probably, I'm sure he's good at reading people. So he just picks a story that they can, like, well, I think they, like in, their fear kind of. What do you think? In this universe, I think I heard somewhere that he was once Marine. Okay. So he, I think this universe, he was in the Army. So he must have experienced things, you know? Oh, I bet. You know, and again, I, I want to kind of just really kind of stick to the basic of really my message for this. Mm -hmm. You know, again, we're not what our scars. Mm -hmm. We're not our scars. But, you know, in the process of getting those scars or whatever it might be, mental, physical, spiritually, emotionally, you know, what are you passing on? What are you putting on? Yeah. You know, how are you portraying yourself? I'm not talking about you know, looking at or being some kind of way to people to impress or let people know you're okay. No, I'm not talking about that, you know, because at the end of it, man, you can keep it at its base form, the simplest um, mentality of it, I guess, or just, just a simple form of it is that basic attitudes, how you start as a kid, whether it be a, a lazy attitude you know, a bitterness or mm -hmm. something. It starts somewhere and then eventually evolves into just something bigger, you know, and I just want to keep it at that mid-level of just, you know, wounds start off small. Yeah. You know, m mentally, emotionally, the basic stuff, man. Sometimes we don't think we know we have them. Yeah. Sometimes we think, I'm good. I was raised right. I was this. I was that, you know, and we never know until reality hits. You know, I've come across a few friends you know, reality hit them mm -hmm. and they didn't know how to respond. So it, it, it scarred them in a certain way. They were afraid to move forward. Mm -hmm. They were afraid to really face it for what it is. And it made them a person of fear, you know, to, to not really approach, you know, life. I guess you would say, well, fearless. Mm -hmm. And really that's that that's, you know, it's these these real examples that I know, you know, and they, and they look at me and they're like, dude, how did you go through this? How are you still here? You know, and I, I just think I, it, it's a different mentality on what I was raised, you know, because I've seen the worst of things. I've seen, you know, things that happen to me. I've things seen happen. I've seen things that happen to my siblings or cousins or other family or friends. And it's like I became real immune to it. You yeah. know, like we're, we're so desensitized, you know, from all these movies, from this music we listen to and we're when we think of or we would see a murder or when we see death blood guts it's like in real life it's it's so easily depicted in the movie as real life but when we see it in real life we're not really we're not phased yeah we're not you know and i think sometimes yeah. we that's what scars do they callous up because i have scars on my legs from doing dumb things yeah you know scars on my fists you know my knuckles and i and on those on those certain parts at least for me you know, I can't really feel anything, so we become real hardened to things and feelings and emotions because we're scarred by them. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I've said this before, we are not what happened to us, we are not our scars. 
you know, we you can either take that scar and use it, you know, what it, what to say as a beauty mark, you yeah. know, and people ask about your scars, you 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 are very you're healed from it. Yeah, the physicalness of it is there, but the root of the problem is gone. Yeah. You know, and I think that's this character that Heath Ledger plays is so amazing, you know, because he pulled that out. And he probably pulled it out from an experience he had. Because, again, these actors go in. You know, Shia LaBeouf ripped out his teeth, you know, or one of his tooth or a tooth for that movie Fury because he just wanted to be immersed in the I character. I remember that part. He did that? Yeah, well, Dang. before. Yeah, because yeah, oh. you kind of see all the behind-the-scenes extra oh. features on the Blu-ray of Fury, which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, but. You know, again, I'm not trying to be super deep, and I, this has kind of really been on my heart, man, because you see in the movie, um, this, let's, go, let's just go to it, because I'm not going to, because I think people get the point, you know, I, I just want to let it play and just keep on that, you know, because this whole point, man, he's, you know, when he's in the hospital talking to Harvey Denton, and, you know, this, you know, like this scene where he's getting interrogated by Batman, and... Sometimes we as people who are hurt, again, know how to hurt people, and you want to bring the hurt out of them. You want to make people like you. You want to make people hurt like you and feel like you. You know, if you're alone, I want people to feel alone like me, so I'm going to take away, you know. And that's what he does. He gives people the option. Like in the first scene where he brought up uh, with, what's his name, Gamble, you know, he's a, we have tryouts. He says, but there's, we have open spots, but there's only one position. And he breaks a pool stick, and we all know this, and he gives them the option. Either you guys all die, or one of you live, but one of you have to kill the other two. You know, and he puts a position where they lose. Yeah. You know, and that... that, that lose-lose. Yeah, it's a lose-lose, you know, and he puts people down in their levels. So where you're forced to be like him, and he wants to take... Mm. that innocence he wants to take that away from them because mm. that was taken from him you know again i'm not i'm not the super deep psychologist I, I got kicked out of high school i got no diploma i got no degrees and nothing you know but when i know people when i see this movie and i see that this what you see right there you know i've experienced that to a certain extent i've experienced the ugliness in life mm. and what was put on me you know, and I saw this one video on TikTok where this guy showed a picture of him when he was like in second or third grade. And it was like his school picture and his just eyes glowed up, just smiling, happy. You know, it's like that's a, you know, it's a handsome little boy right there. And then he says, you know, look at my, and the caption was, look at my eyes, how, how just glowing they were. And he transitioned himself to a, a shot of him now. And you see just that light taken away from his eyes. You know, and I think this really depicts that in such a great way because he wants to take that from people. Mm. Like, again, the most incorruptible person that seemed to be Harvey Dent, obviously Two-Face, he got. Yeah, we read the comics, we know, you know, but he took what was important to him. You know, obviously Rachel, and then made Harvey Dent just like him. So what Harvey didn't do, go on a killing spree, you know, and so to he some certain. He proved his point. Yeah, he proved why. He can do it. He, yeah. People could be at his level. Yeah, and so, and I think with that, um, we do that to people. Mm. 
we've done that. That's happened to us. Whether we don't see the full meaning behind it, mm -hmm. that's happened. That's happened to me. That I've done that in my in my low moments. I I'm hurt. I want people to be hurt like me. You know, they're alone. I want them to be alone like me. So you try to bring them down to your level. You know, gaslighting they call it. You know, they do all these subliminal you know moves and tactics and stuff like that and and, and those type of people need help because your boy was like that mm -hmm. you know again i'm only going based off when i watch this that always reminds me because like this particular scene you know batman tries to talk to him like a cop and joker's like you're not like no don't talk to me like you talk to like they like they you're not like them mm. you know you're only necessary for a time until they don't need you you know, so Batman knows that. Batman knows Joker's right. But this scene right here, as, as you know, as it's happening, Batman, in his logic, in his mind, knows, man, I will be cast out like a leper. You know, he knows it's true, but Batman's gut feeling and his morals are like, but that's not who I am. Yes, I know that, but I, there's a bigger purpose out there because my parents were taken from me. And I don't know why, like, like, Patterson on vengeance mm -hmm. <laughs> you know he wants to put you know put fear on those who prey on the weak you know and I like that because you see right here look at he's like he said don't talk to me like that man you know they're gonna cast you out he's basically saying you're like me join me you know he's like I'm just ahead of the curb and he's like man no you're not you know, he's and then when Batman's all, oh, you're just a thug that kills for money. He's like, you you don't know me, dude. Don't talk to me like that. You know, again, real recognize real. Mm -hmm. And I've learned when people are just fake, it's like, dude, don't talk to me like that, man. Just be real. Be yourself. You hear that all the time, and I think that's what sucks about this culture and this time we're living now, man. People just don't legit know how to be themselves. You know, and I think now that we're I mean, when I'm watching this and I'm getting, I'm not, I'm, this is the extreme level. You know, the movies are the extreme level, mm -hmm. you know, but the reality is, is that at some point, you know, things in life that we may have not experienced that this stuff is, is happening, mm -hmm. you know? And so I just, I don't know. I feel like when you hear, when you see this movie and you see this character and you see this person trying to tell, what was he's like? He told Batman in that in that interrogating room, he's like, you know what you have to do to get the information, man? And, and Batman's like, I'm thinking about it. He's like, well, you're going to have to break that one rule. Mm -hmm. And his rule was not, not to kill, yeah. right? You know, and so when this, he made the decision to put Gotham's innocent people in one boat and Gotham Gotham's criminals, you know, let's get out of this. Let's put that. You know, Gotham's criminals on another boat and he wants to give the innocent people, all right, blow these guys up. If they don't blow you, if they, you don't blow them up, they're going to blow you up. Yeah. You know, then you get that, the the rich guy, or I don't know, just the, the, the average citizen guy's like, I'll do it. Those guys had their chance. Yeah. You know, even at the, uh, you, and I believe even at my moment where I feel like I feel anger, I feel bitter, I feel this, and people are like, man, you deserve it. That's why I think I've learned, man, I deserve it all the more. I'm no better than the next guy. I generally, I am not. You know, I know I'm not. Everyone thinks, again, there, there are comments, there are things that I've seen and I've heard people say about me when I have this show. It's like, Jose just thinks he's arrived. Jose thinks he's better. Jose, nah, you, you have no idea what this show has done to me. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. it keeps me in check because I can't be fake. I can't sit there and be one way on camera and off camera. I think even recent months still uh, what I've dealt with, I put that aside now, but I've caused a wrinkle you know, on this fabric I'm trying to iron out in my life. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, there goes that wrinkle again. So I got to iron it out. You know, I, I can't be making these mistakes no more. Again, I'm not trying to be perfect, but I'm trying to stop being that. I'm trying to stop being that thing that people want me to be a failure, you know, or Jose's just falling off, you know. And I think that's why I still hear me so much because I'm more than just a podcaster, you know, or content creator, you know, I want to talk about topics like this that matter because you guys are listening and watching. You are in that same boat and you're on the cusp of breaking that one rule mm. in your life to be like everyone. Mm. You're on the cusp of putting your scars on other people. You know, you're on the cusp of doing something or something's happening to you right now and it's making a scar. It's causing you to, uh, it's causing a wound right now and it will turn into a scar, but you are not what's happening to you. You know, and I feel like that's my message right now is that you're in a moment. You're in a time right now where I'm cut, I'm hurt. And it just seems like this gash is not healing, but when it does, it's just going to be this ugly scar. And you're not that. Mm -hmm. You're not. And and that, that that's that's the sucky, crappy part of it is that you got to go through it. Yeah, and I think if you take care of a scar the correct way, <laughs> it can heal yeah. back. Mm -hmm. But if you don't take care of it, it can be really ugly. And then you just have this huge thing that's just yeah. so noticeable. And I mean, and we can do that. If we want it to be healed correctly, we got to do it the right way. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't keep reopening it, try to put it back together, <clears throat> reopening, put it's just gonna you have scar tissue. Mm. And it's easily mm -hmm. like you see Nate Diaz, you see all these yeah. UFC fighters. It's gonna something happens it's just gonna rip open because that tissue so is weak. so thin and mm -hmm. so weak or so or how you heal up it matters mm -hmm. yeah or you have to be careful because you could numb it too without going to the actual process mm. to actually healing it it's true you can yeah i mean great points because you never know man sometimes i think you gotta let the hurt hurt mm-hmm mm -hmm. You got to let the moment hurt. You got to just say, you know what? I can't change this. I hate it. I think that's what I've learned to do and be in life. It's just I can't change it, but I, I can't. I'm not going to let it make me like this. Mm -hmm. I know it's not going to make me. And I me think that's a healthy healing. Yeah. Because if you took the alternative route, yeah, well, they only, hurt me. I'm going to hurt them back. I'm going to yeah, get them Then harder. you only add to it. Then, yeah. you, then you become an agent of chaos. You become an agent of fear, an agent yeah. of hurt. You know, and I think that's the message I get out again. And they're very entertaining, very real, you know. But when I look at it, I look at it from the perspective of the hurt, lost individual that's trying to make everybody like them. Mm. You know, it's like you hear that saying, man, don't be like them. Don't let nobody let you stoop to their level. Yeah. Be a better person. You know, and I think I've learned the hard way. Not I think I know I have. 
But in my moment now where I know I've grown and God's changed me and God's ever every day, you know, keeping me in check and, you know, really helping me. Man, I, I feel I see the change. You know, I do still see my scars. Yeah. But those scars aren't me no more. I went through this big old ordeal a few months ago. Boy, and you spoke to me, your mom spoke to me and says, you are no longer your past. You're no longer what was, you know, Barbara put on you. That's not you no more. Mm-hmm. Let it go. And I, and I, when I released that, you know, obviously Barbara being my mom, once I released that, man, I felt this freedom, this yeah. weight lifted off me. You know, and I got tired of revert, reverting back to the excuse of, well, this is what happened to me. Yeah. You know, and this is why I act out. This is why I I don't have a mom, so I have a hard time on Mother's Day. I don't have a hard time no more. This past one, really just growing from this. This year was a good growing year, especially coming off my sickness and a year and some months back to work in a year and some months, you know, starting this podcast. With your health, the, the health, back, healthy living. And yeah. And so, and I think I've learned to accept my scars, but not let those scars define me, but use those scars as a testimony. Yeah. You know, and as a message to say, you know what, you're like, this is your boy scars too, man. I've been there. I have the yeah. same scars like you. Because those scars want to define you, right? And so they only, it doesn't allow you to grow. Yeah. But when you use your scars as a testimony, you you help everybody. Mm-hmm. You help three people. So what was supposed to take you out, it's supposed to hold you back. You're using it to help other people mm-hmm. get better and acknowledge their scars, acknowledge, man, I don't want to be like that no more. And if they can use their scars as a testimony, then I'm going to use my scars as a testimony. And then it could just keep going on. Mm-hmm. And I think I've learned that, you know. And one thing I've learned, and I've said this before, man. Yeah, your life is about you and, you know, every situation you can take and learn and say, you know what, this this is for me to better myself and, you know, best version. If you guys want to just, I hate that, I hate that term, but I feel like when you... If you're in a crappy situation now, right now, whatever the case may be, don't just say, it sucks, I'm in this. I, how can I learn from this? Don't make it about you. Say And know that. Just feel and think this way. Yes, I'm going to learn and grow from this, whether this was my own doing or this happened to me. I'm still going to use this to help people that who are in the same situation. So handle it with dignity. Handle it with, you know... Like Batman, man, just handle it like Batman. I want to kill you, <laughs> you know. I want to beat the. And, and as Joker was falling down that building, and Batman's like, "Dang it!" <laughs> Saved him. And Joker's like, "You just couldn't let me go." Yeah, because as much as I want you to die, justice has to be served the right way. Mm-hmm. And believe me, those who've hurt you, those who've, you know, spoke things over your life, did things to you, man. Mm-hmm. You live your life in such a way where you cannot lose, be broken. And God, at the end of the day, will get the glory. He will. So you just live your life in a way that's respectable, of course, and man, admired. So then, like again, that's one thing I love about Pastor Marty's faith. 
Not many people can have that faith and say, God, if you're going to take her, thank you for the 30 years. You know, when I talked to him, when I called her, when I found out about Mona, I called him. And that response I heard, I was like, dang, I don't know if I can be like that. Mm. You don't know until you're in the thick of it. Yeah. You know, and so again, are they scarred about it? Yes, Mona has scars now. A lot of people can just stay defeated. A lot of people's like, that happened to me. I'm just going to be this. Mm-hmm. Not her. You know, those scars that she wears, man, she shows them off, man, for the glory of God. And I think that's why that podcast was so successful is because they think, man, someone watched, someone called me and told me, dude, I was in that same situation. You changed my life. I was talking to him and it was actually the day before or after it was on the Friday we released him. So Saturday I was talking to this person and he was just telling me, dude, thank you. You know, he's like, I know how to handle a situation. Mm. You know, Mona used that situation she or that situation. She didn't know much what happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, but, the situation, because I mean, she doesn't remember everything, but it has to do a lot with um, Pastor Marty. Uh-huh. That was, God wanted to see where he was, I think, and him being an example to his sons Yeah. in that type of situation. I mean, <clears throat> watching her take her last breath, I was like, my heart dropped when he said that. Yeah. You know, I, I can't imagine that, you know, and, but her testimony afterwards is seeing her family go through it, how strong they came out of it, and the, the all the healing that mm-hmm. happened in her body. And, he, and you get, you see the scars, but you see the testimony. Yeah. You know, one thing I love what Pastor Marty said, he's like, yeah, I'm angry. I, I, I don't want to say I'm angry at God, but you're just like, why? Mm-hmm. Why? Oh, yeah. The book of Job. You know, Job lost everything, lost his family. And God went to the devil, just roaming the earth, seeking who can destroy. You know, and God's like, consider my servant Job. Mm-hmm. And the devil's like, I'll have him curse you at the end of the week. He's all, God's like, yeah, you can handle you can just don't kill him. And the devil goes in, and what does Job do every time? Give God glory. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, but Job does question God, and Job does say, God, why? And God, res- God responded back, Job, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like quap. Um, <laughs> but God responded back three, four, five chapters on why he's God. Mm-hmm. And then Job was reminded, man, God, you're good. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and that's where I think we, as followers of Christ, man, to praise you in the storm, man. Again, it's different until you're in it. Yeah. It's different until you're in it. So I feel like now just start preparing, start giving God glory now. Start elevating your faith every day. Start walking in it, like Lily said, start growing. Yeah. She's grown into this. You know, and she's now part of all this. You know, my other two eventually catch on, suckers. Kilani, if you're listening and watching outside in the living room. But again, life sucks. But man, learn to say, you know what, life does suck. But guess what, man? I'm going to suck the life out of life and watch mm-hmm. me win. You know, and I just, I believe that's where I'm at right now. And, you know, this podcast, again, just going over that quick. You know, Joker scene with Heath Ledger, man, bringing people to their level. You know, and Batman proves, he's like, what do you want to prove that everyone is evil and ugly like you? Mm -hmm. 
He says they're not. Even when they're pushed into the corner. And I believe a lot of you guys listening and watching are that. They, you are genuinely good. And you are, you are, you have faced the situation, but you're not what happened to you. You knew, you knew how to fight it off. You knew how to approach it. That's why you stay winning. Now use that to help and impact people's life. That's all I'll say. You know, and again, that's my, this is my, going into with this weekend, y'all. Man, find someone, connect with someone, grow with someone, and help heal their scars. Mm-hmm. Don't live a selfish life. Yeah, do you, make your bag, do all this stuff. Hoopity hoopla. But find that person you can help and impact. That's what I would say. That's my last word. What's your last word, Laura? My last word. Let me close this out. My last word is... Um, I kind of feel like... When we talk about our scars... A lot of them are probably done by ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Because of one scar, you know, and I, you know, that one song we're listening to when I think about the Lord, mm-hmm. and she talks about that voice. Yeah. She says, um, in high school, she was suicidal, and she always had that voice. I said, no one would care if you're even here. Mm-hmm. And she says she heard it, and she says a voice was familiar. That voice, if you stop, you'll hear it. Mm -hmm. It tells you all the negative things, and it puts you in a place. But I liked when she said, God, why are you letting me hear this voice? Because I got rid of this voice Mm -hmm. when I got saved. And he says, because not for you, it's for other people Mm -hmm. to tell them of your testimony. I really feel like you hear that voice, use it. So, you know, I know who I am. I'm not going to go through that again. I'm not going to give you my own scars. I'm not going to let you take advantage of me no more. I'm taking control. Mm. And I'm going to help other people with their scars. Yeah, and I'm going to use what happened to me, you know, to help others, you know. And, I, I mean, that's so true. You know, God gets the glory. Yeah. You know, so what, what about you, Lily? Well, what I want to say is that to always look for the people that are left out too, mm-hmm. to the people that are always quiet. Cause mm-hmm. it's usually the ones, whether they're the loudest or quietest, you can really see when people are hurt. Mm-hmm. And always to just try and grow. Cause if you're stuck, then you're just always gonna feel defeated. Mm-hmm. So you always just have to try. Even if you just take a, a little step, you just, you see even a little bit of progress. You're going somewhere. Yeah. Mmm, from the mouth of base. Preach it, girl. We're going to, here's her Venmo right here. <laughs> We're going to take an offering for her. Hey, my first one. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I mean, that's, this is it. This is my heart. You know, going into the weekend, y'all, man, and you got time listening to this, man. Shout out to you. Um, but stay tuned for these podcasts coming up, man. We're about wrap, ready to wrap up season four. Um, man, I mean, I didn't think season four just started and I feel like these <laughs> yeah, seasons seriously. age me because mm-hmm. I'm so far, like so far ahead, five, mm-hmm. six weeks, seven weeks, 
planned out. I got a pot. We just shot a podcast this past Thursday. Yeah. We just shot, you know, we're shooting another one, but we're working. But it's like, I'm so scheduled. It's like We've my seen. mind is already in fall. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. True. I'm old already. I feel so, it's like these podcasts come by so quick. Plus of all the other things we're doing too. Oh my gosh, especially I, me and you. Yeah, we were around each other for the past month, every day. Every day. I mean, we're with each other, but now we're like, <laughs> yeah. When we were, yeah. we're on the same worship team now. Mm-hmm. Sunday, this past Sunday, you know, we got up at five, went to church about six thirty, six forty. Right. Then me and you were playing all morning, and we were, we were chilling with each other all morning. The mm-hmm. church was over. We got something to eat. We were with each other. Went to go grandma and grandpa's house, and after that, we had to get to church early. So me and you mm-hmm. went to church early. Mm-hmm. From there, we were there practicing, and we're on stage together. And then, we, yeah, it's all the other days too. Yeah, and then the next day here working, and here we are shooting a podcast. Mm-hmm. So this is our life. You know, so if I'm going to spend time with you guys, I want to do this with you guys. I want to be this, you know, and this is a based family, I believe. You know, I don't need me time. Mm -hmm. I don't need me time. That was out the door. I don't need a guy's night out. I used to go out. I still hang out with Justin. I was hanging out with some of my boys, but things are different now. Laura doesn't care about ladies night. It's just we're different. You know, and the Bible says when I became a man, man, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. Mm. This is my life. And my life is to help grow my family first and help you guys be there for you. Just I feel like when I'm in the presence of people, man, they just look at me. They're like, well, there's nothing I can talk to him about because mm. I'm not doing what you're doing anymore. I'm not drinking no more. I'm not going out. I'm not. Conversations are different. It's like, I'm elevating myself. Yeah. I'm not better than you. That's for sure. I know I'm not. Mm-hmm. But if you want to elevate yourself, hit me up. You know, not just think this is what we're doing as a family. And I think that's why yeah. a lot of people look at us and they see us and are like, dang, why are you guys so different? Why you guys, what makes you like, that's why that song's so important to me. It's like, when I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, lift me up, pick my feet up on solid ground. Mm-hmm. It's only because of God, you know? So I want to thank you guys for watching and listening and all the support. Uh, I was on a podcast uh, a few weeks ago. It's going to be releasing soon this month in August, I believe. Um, with Coach Cordell and Angelo, these guys are on my podcast. Such great guys, man. And so I was on his show <coughs> and Laura was on the show, the two hour pod. So you guys get to hear all our drama and why <laughs> I was a victim in Laura's crazy life because, you know, she hurt me. She cut me deep. <laughs> you, cut really? me, you, you cut me really, you cut me deep, Trick. Mm-hmm. You cut me really deep. <laughs> But I'm excited for that podcast. Stay tuned. He's going to tag me and I'm going to share it, you know. But again, man, we're wrapping up season four. Stay tuned, man. This, if you guys like this topic, man, hit me up. You guys do. You genuinely do. Thank you. Again, this is why I want to keep talking about this stuff. I'm going to put it out there, man. Your boy's putting himself out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we are together now. You hear what my daughter's saying. She's elevating her life, her speaking game, her worship game, her edit, everything. Man. Follow her. 
She's on Arts Vibe, Art Vibe by LJ. Mm -hmm. You see, I mean, yeah. She's constantly creating. And that's what we do here in the Cruise family. Well, I love you guys. See you guys next week. Big stuff coming in the mix. Your boy's busy. Keep me in your prayers. I feel like I'm like slacking on Still Here podcast, but I'm not going to stop. So I love you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.